Hello and welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we bring you insights from media industry experts to help journalists do their jobs better. My name is Fran Di Fazio and I'm your guest host for today. This week, we're talking about Meta's latest creation, Threads, and how to decide whether it's worth your newsroom's time and attention. We're all in the same boat here, cautious about investing precious little resources into a new platform, but attracted to the millions of early users who have signed up already. And we all know that socials is where all the young people hang out. There is also the obvious comparison to Twitter, whose users have grown unhappy with Elon Musk's management of the platform and in search of an alternative. Does Threads really provide a Twitter killer for the Twitter quitters? What makes it different to the other newcomers that have come and gone? Mastodon and Blue Sky, anyone? Here to discuss this with me is digital media expert Matt Navarra. He shares his impressions on Meta's new venture and where the potential value lies for journalists and newsrooms. We'll hear about the pros and cons of approaching a new platform as a media organization, which strategies may work best, and why joining Threads early might be a good idea. All of that's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Hello, Matt, and welcome back to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Thank you for having me. We're here today to chat about threads. There's got kind of a fast-paced launch phase, and then engagement kind of peaked, and then it became steady this week. What's going on with threads at the moment? I think we've seen what we would probably expect to see at this point in time, especially for an app that's gone, you know, straight into orbit with 100 and whatever million users in the first week. And then suddenly it kind of comes back down to earth again as the hype sort of calms down a bit. So I think that that's where we are. And I think in terms of the dropping off of engagement, again, that's reasonable to expect. And I think we've seen in the last couple of days, actually, both Adam Mazzari from Instagram and Mark Zuckerberg have commented that the levels of engagement are within what they expected, if not better than they expected, even at this stage. So from their point of view, if we're to believe what they're saying, then it seems to be going very well. Threads launched in a, in a moment in which there was, and there still is, a lot of discontent with Twitter. Yeah, you know, a large part of the success or the initial interest in Threads is undoubtedly down, down to the fact that people who use Twitter are, are unhappy with Twitter and were looking for an alternative. And there isn't many options not that are of the same scale and size as Twitter to, to jump to. And so it was inevitable to some degree that they would be keen to jump on threads, which does have the ability to have a greater volume of people using it early on and to build an audience quickly. I think at the moment, we're still very much in the learning phase of people figuring out what content they want to share there, what content people are most engaged by and, and enjoy seeing there. Um, also, the t- you know, the tone of voice and the kind of the personality of the platform and, and what sort of community that sort of bit is built around threads, because until that kind of establishes a norm, normal level or a base level, it's going to be very tricky for creators and brands or, and possibly journalists as well to find a the best um, route into the app and, and how to kind of get the most out of it. So I think that that's where we are. How would you say any social media editor at a, at a news organization should approach uh, the arrival of a new platform such as Threads? Well, it's always tricky because, um, for any, any business or, or organization to, to decide whether they divert resource and effort and time to to a new platform because you know it's always about comes down to money uh, and what's the most efficient and effective way to 
use the social media team or your journalists um, when they've got probably more work than they, they can possibly get done um, and more choice than they, they, you know, they, than they probably want when they've got limited resources or time to, to spend on things. So it is a tricky one to decide. But I think um, when it comes to any new platform, particularly one where it's backed by somebody like a, a meta, where you know there's a greater degree or greater likelihood of success than just some random app that comes out of nowhere, I think it's always prudent to at least experiment for a period of time and it doesn't need to be substantial amount of resources it could just be that for initially like a lot of brands have done with threads is repurposing existing content and posting strategies from a similar the most similar platform which for threads would be twitter onto threads so that there is a you know duplication to a degree to see what content is working that's already being created anyway, not going to cost you more to, to shift it across to a new platform. That's always a, a cheap and easy way to start. And then from there, that will give you some learnings as to what content works and what style of posting works. And then then mixing it up with very you know highly experimental pieces of content and format and, and tones of voice and, and engagement strategies. It is a, a case of trying lots of things, figuring out what people like, figuring out what people want, anything that you can see that really doesn't work, scrapping that, removing it from your content mix, anything that really does well, keeping that in there as a, we should do that and maybe iterate on that, do even more of it. And then there'll be a big amount of stuff that sits in the middle, which, you know, sort of could be good, could not, you know, might work, might not work, not, and, and you can kind of play around with. And then, uh, you know, that, that sort of a strategy, you know, you could probably run with for two, three, four months to see how successful it is and compare it against, you know, the sort of engagement or traffic or whatever your particular metric is that is your sort of indicator of success for your organization to gauge whether that investment, that time spent is worthwhile continuing and growing. And there should be within a, you know, within a quarter uh, enough data to sort of make that assessment Um, and giving the team, social team and journalists a lot of autonomy and freedom to to do that is probably the best thing you can do to to get the most out of the opportunity because some of the biggest creators on new platforms are the ones that are getting in early at the start and learn the most in the, in the quickest possible time to to get them to the maximum benefit from, from what a new platform has to offer. So yeah, a bit of trial and error uh, kind of model. Yeah, so what we are all, all asking ourselves as media professional, I would say, is why should newsrooms and news publishers invest time and money into, into developing a strategy for this new app? Well, the question is, should they, you know, should they at all? There's, there's probably more reasons for them to not do than there are to do something like that. The media industry, news, news journalists and publishers have had a checkered history with um, Meta because Meta hasn't really done the best by them, I think some might say, in terms of the, the relationship with them in the, you know, the period between 2010, 2020, when they were telling newsrooms and journalists to be doing all sorts of things to get more traffic and more engagement and, and to uh, sort of follow their, their guidance on what the, the app was going to be doing for, for Facebook and Instagram. Lots of newsrooms followed that and, and it kind of backfired on them famously, particularly for the, you know, classic pivot to video, which, you know, that caused a lot of newsrooms to almost go out of business and some of them to completely go out of business because of that investment in video, which Meta kind of strung them along to believe was the way, right way to go. Um, there was obviously other factors involved. I don't think you can fully blame Meta for the, the downfall of some newsrooms, but certainly it didn't do them any favours in terms of building relationships with them. The news industry, you know, is constantly battling with 
with big tech companies, including Meta, to to see, see find ways to get more value out um, out of their content. You know, the, the point being made here, I think, is that the, the relationship is fraught, and it might be. Uh, it seems unlikely at this moment in time that there's going to be a rush of uh, news media companies that are going to feel comfortable um, aligning themselves with something that Meta suggests they should be doing or would be worth doing given given that history. But I also think that the other side of it is there's a there's a new opportunity. You know, there's still this, the debate over newsrooms figuring out how to reach young audiences and how to entice uh, different types of audiences to read their content and to discover their content. And, you know, TikTok is one of the, the kind of most recent examples of platforms which is, um, newsrooms have had to adopt, um, adopt and adapt to and find ways to engage audiences with. And, and some have been more successful than others. Um, but it gives them a gave them a, a great new opening and entry into that kind of market. I think that threads potentially could do the same. I think um, the opportunity size is still a little bit unknown at this point in time. But certainly it's, it's a great time for them to be experimenting with the platform to see if it is something that could be useful to them, especially as Instagram famously hasn't been a great home for for news and media because of you know the inability to to link out in in quite as effective ways you can on other platforms. Yeah, um, it doesn't help that uh, Meta is not necessarily uh, too welcoming towards news publishers and news outlets, as Adam Mosseri said himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't they won't kind of try to end encourage the kind of political debates that can grow around news content on the platform. I think that um, yeah, it can make completely make sense as to why Adam Mazzari has said that. You know, if you look at Twitter and the problems that some of the problems that Twitter has had over its lifespan in terms of you know the polarization of, of people's in, engagement in, in, on that platform, it, it, news and political content is as much as it has made the platform what it is, and, it's, and some of the successes had or a lot of the successes had. It's also it's Achilles' heel, and it's one of its biggest problems is, is that kind of divisive content and that causes as many of the problems to do with content moderation decisions, um, abuse and harassment, and just generally, you know, a lot of upset um, revolves around that kind of type of that type of content. And so, when you've got a new platform, you know, it maybe it isn't the best idea to kind of encourage all of that sort of stuff to come across to a new platform when you know how much how many problems it it could bring that being said i do think that organically if if people want to discuss it and have an interest in that being part of the threads experience it will happen organically and i suspect that meta will not fight that um shift in that movement um and we will see it appear on the platform over time twitter didn't get to where it did today in terms of news content 100% 100% organically and there was quite a, a significant news team news partnerships um set up at twitter and at meta for those relationships to be built and content um to to start appearing in a in a more structured way and, and there to be kind of in you know, a coordination and support mutual support between twitter and newsrooms and things and features and functionality to help support that you know that's not going to happen as it seems with threads and so it does make you wonder how tricky it will actually be for them to build a replacement for twitter that is going to significantly impact the future of twitter if they're not going to have that kind of relationship with newsrooms going forwards it is early days for threads but matt suggests that platforms are ultimately shaped by their users even though so far the app isn't the most welcoming environment for a news community to thrive However, there is little harm in joining the platform and republishing existing content to threads to see how it lands. 
The trouble is, many journalists are not being helped by the platform as to know what to do with it. There aren't enough features to know, and so the default option right now seems to be treating threads as a hybrid of Twitter and Instagram. Many questions remain. Is it built for your close circle or general audience? For community building or audience growth? For news gathering or news distribution? The answers are less than clear. Like all new platforms, there, there are, there's all sorts of opportunities with them, whether it, it's to do with the content, whether it's to do with community, whether it's to do with um, reaching specific audiences that may be more challenging than others through other platforms, or identifying potentially sources of the new stories or, or ideas for, for new stories. You know, there's all sorts of reasons that journalists will use social platforms. And, and you know, as far as Threads is concerned, all of those could potentially be achieved through using it by, by journalists. At this stage, uh, you know, we're what, two weeks also into uh, the app being launched and a lot of the features and functionality still haven't been developed out yet and the relationships between journalists and the platform and uh, and the company matter behind it are pretty much non-existent really it's not it's very much week two and people are trying to figure out what, how the platform will work and um, I think the, the best um, success will come for, for journalists and newsrooms from just pure experimentation and spending time on the platform those those publishers that are prepared to allow their team members and and their social teams and their journalists to um, use the platform fairly openly and um, with very few limitations and restrictions to see what works and to understand how how the platform operates and what what drives engagement what doesn't what leads to significant comments from people what you know what's the sentiment from some of the stuff that they publish there and, and also to observe what what their rival um journalists and news um, organizations are doing on there so this is like very much a, a really important learning stage or a learning phase for, for news and journalism to figure out is it a platform that's worthy of sinking any additional time in um, from their teams or not and if it is what's the content that's going to work or what's the thing what's the sort of tone what's the sort of style of stories you know is it going to be something that's for more light-hearted stories and more about lifestyle and uh, human interest and, and or is this more going to be equally as useful for harder news and more kind of mainstream kind of top stories of the day type activity or maybe it's a combination of all of those things and also what formats work is it going to be led by the posts that are going to be video led with the journalist itself as a talking head and or is it explainer videos or is it kind of slideshows kind of with key information or is it behind the scenes of news you know what what, what is it that works and i suspect for like tiktok it'll be a combination of all of those things but there'll be certain formats and certain story verticals that will be that will naturally become more obvious to them to be placed into threads maybe more so than they would place somewhere else but they're only going to learn that through through experimentation and then the challenge will come if it is a place for, for news that they need to consider the need to resource up for that or if they can't do that what what do they maybe do a bit less of to create the capacity to do something more on threads and and that's that's going to again take a few months for, for the news organizations and journalists to figure out yeah a journalism category that is really making the most of threads at the moment are freelancers might that be for because the, the app is so good at building community and maybe advancing professional self-branding well yeah you know the, the most success some of the most successful tiktok um journalists that are using tiktok are those that are um able to seem to have a bit more autonomy and, and freedom to to express um, themselves and you know create 
pieces of content that appeal specifically to that type of audience on TikTok. You know, the names that come to mind are people like Max Foster at CNN and um, Sophia, who was ex-BBC, and she's now Vice, isn't she, Vice News? And then you've got Taylor Lorenz, and you've got Dave Jorgensen from uh, Washington Post. And all of these characters that are on TikTok are very good at kind of understanding what sort of content works on the platform, what sort of tone of voice and the language that they should use, what level of detail um, to, to go into um, and, and being able to make the most of the different creative options and features within TikTok to build an audience around not only their news brand and their, their content, but them as an individual, because like all things with social, it often comes back to people and connecting individuals. It's just the social element of it. And people have to feel they've got a connection and an understanding and a relationship with the news reporter as much as they have with the story and the, the media brand. And, and on these platforms, particularly like TikTok, it's, it's far less important if it's BBC or Vice or CNN. It's far more about the individual journalist and reporter and their, their ability to connect with the audience and to build an audience around them, which ultimately benefits the news organisation. And it's those news organisations that support those characters or those personalities on the platform that will perform best. And I think that, that that's very much the same as what will happen with threads. So you will see probably the people that are very strong on TikTok also finding it fairly straightforward to do similar things and build a similar sort of community around themselves and their news content on, on threads. And, and we'll see if that's true in the, in the coming months. Personalities are a driving force of engagement across newer social media platforms. The latest Reuters Institute Digital News report looked at which sources social media users pay most attention to for news content. Both on TikTok and Snapchat, 55% of audiences said it was personalities, above mainstream media organizations, smaller alternative news sources, politicians and ordinary people. On Facebook, just 38% of people pay attention to personalities. On Twitter, it's 43%. Interestingly, Meta on Instagram comes in much closer at 52%. The momentum is really with personalities on more newer, youth-focused, video-first platforms. It remains to be seen whether Threads goes down this route, but it is worth bearing it in mind. Something else to consider is ActivityPub, an open-source, decentralized protocol which connects compliant platforms to a single content-sharing system. For now, this federated universe, aka Fediverse, includes Meta, Tumblr, Flipboard, Medium, and even Twitter rival Mastodon. Threads doesn't have ActivityPub support at launch, but it has been promised. It is not a perfect system, but you'd be able to interact between these platforms more easily and also own your own data, content, and audience. That's right, you can take that all with you the moment you don't like a platform's services and want to leave. Precisely the predicament Twitter users are finding themselves in. I think that the addition of a you know compatibility with activity pub protocol, the you know, this decentralized platform protocol is just a sign of the times is the way that social media as an industry is going you know the future of social media platforms will be far more decentralized and 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 giving ceding some of the power and control of of the platforms to its own users is a trend that's been started uh, a short while ago and it's going to grow over time and at the moment it's very much a very small part of how social media operates and for the average social media user that probably either don't even know what those terms mean, let alone have an interest in or, or in looking out for them as being a key selling point to joining them. But that will change, I think, in, in the next three to five years or, or further ahead. Um, 
fact that Threads has decentralized, you know, that's quite a significant shift because, you know, this is the first sort of attempt by one of the biggest social network companies to introduce such a feature and to start wanting to integrate with these sorts of platforms. Uh, it, it's already mm. expecting to be met with resistance from those already running decentralized protocols and, and platforms and because Meta's, you know, not got the best uh, reputation or brand uh, amongst people in, in tech field. So that's going to be challenging. But I think for creators, and, and that goes for the same for journalists and news organizations and everyone else, having a platform where you can go to it without the worry that if it was to kind of suddenly two years down the line change into something you didn't want it to be or or it started to go downhill and you've kind of invested that amount of time to grow an audience there and you spent time creating content for that platform, the ability to port that out and, and move your audience and move your following to a uh, another platform without sort of losing anything from that experience and kind of having control and ownership of your audience particularly in a, in a world where we talk about the creator economy where people are making substantial amounts of money sometimes from mm-hmm. these ventures uh, and from you know it's, it's their livelihood at stake you know these sorts of features are really important so it is significant that, um, that threads is moving towards that and it will soon introduce those sorts of features but i, I don't know necessarily if, if it will feel like a a significant enough reason for the average social media user to decide to use it because of that fact i think that that will take some time to become a sort of key requirement for people to to use a social platform but um it's a it's a, it's a start of something that's um, been growing and it is also true that even in terms of features uh, so much is still missing on threads i think they've um made it known in recent documents that have been leaked actually regarding the future development of threads and and some of the features that seem to be already being worked on or in plan to be brought into the app include a chronological feed um, and the fact that there will be messaging features which was actually one of the features that they said at the very start of all of this, which wasn't that long ago now, um, they weren't necessarily going to build a, a direct messaging feature, but that appears to have changed because it's in their leaked document that's been released and shown around the world in the last few days and weeks. Um, so I think the chronological feed um, will come and, and that, that that is going to be necessary for it to feel a bit more real time and for people to have a better experience on the platform. Because I think Twitter when it was at its most uh, full strength with staff and and members of the team, you know, they had a quite a sophisticated and elaborate news partnerships team and Meta for a long time also had such a thing. And that made a significant difference in terms of how those platforms operated uh, and how much success news media organizations and journalists had on the platform and, and got it to where then the platform like Twitter, where it is, it was at that point, I keep saying it is today, it's not there today because Elon Musk has changed things, but certainly maybe a couple of years ago where it got to with news media organizations. And I wonder for, for threads that without that level of investment and that kind of level of handholding and partnershiping with those sorts of organizations, which clearly it doesn't sound like it's going to do, how how easy it will be or how much organically that will happen itself Um and that that might mean it, it does prove to be a slightly trickier platform to to kind of morph itself into something that competes with Twitter in quite the way maybe news media organisations want it to or journalists hope it will be able to to kind of escape the current setup at Twitter. So I think um, 
that that's going to be an interesting few weeks and months to see how how that plays out without that level of support. Um, but we will see. So Twitter isn't going anywhere for the moment, for the time being. Twitter's not going anywhere for the time being. I think um, somebody tweeted it a few a few days ago or last week, something along the lines of that. Sadly, for people who you know wanted to escape Twitter's, and you know it's going to have still keep enough relevance that you're going to have to keep opening the app and have some some level of engagement there to keep up with uh, the sorts of things that we like on Twitter. Um, and then you're also going to have threads that is prominent enough and successful enough that you're also going to have to keep opening that app. So it's almost like it might be the worst of both worlds. You've got Twitter that hasn't completely disappeared, which so you're going to have to keep opening it and using it and another platform to kind of figure out as well. So uh, for the time being, the, the, the initial predictions are certainly for the next six to 12 months uh, or, or so, Twitter will still be a thing for journalists and threads may well also be. So uh, more work for us all to do. That could be sort of a nightmare scenario, especially as probably there's a sort of app fatigue that's that's being uh, felt across the across the industry. It probably will be feeling like, um, yeah, the well, worst case scenario. Um, so rather than one app that's a nightmare, it's one app that's maybe a little bit less of a nightmare or a little bit less time needed on it. But you still need to be there, plus a new one to figure out at the same time. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, Elon Musk could arguably have created even more problems by uh, bringing about opportunities for Meta to, to generate a competitive app. We'll, we will see if that's the case in, in the next year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year for, for media and social media professionals. Thank you very Absolutely. much, Matt. Nothing at all. If you're, if you're interested in keeping up with all this stuff to do with threads, you know, it's my kind of geeky thing. So I'm constantly updating people with my um, Geek Out newsletter. So always worth uh, checking out the Geek Out newsletter. Um, and uh, you can find that at geekout.mattnavara.com. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that we should all check that. Thank you very much again for being here. You're welcome. Our discussion with Matt produced different insights about the evolving relationship between social networks and journalism. For one, it remains to be seen what Threads wants to be. For now, Threads and Twitter have enough similarities for newsrooms to justify at least copy and pasting social strategies to see how they land and from there begin tweaking the approach. There lies the second point. Despite the platform's initial rush of users, Threads currently lacks a lot of features Twitter has, like accessibility functions or a chronological feed. But Meta's interest in the ActivityPub protocol is an element of novelty for the company. It could pave the way for creators to manage their data, content and audiences more flexibly. If you like this episode, you can check out all of our episodes on all your usual podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts by searching and subscribing to the journalism.co.uk podcast. But that's all from me. I've been your guest host, Fran Di Fazio. Many thanks for listening. Until next time.